Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did you know wanting to secure the border is a political stunt? <laughs> well, oh, of course. Why not? Oh, no. Let's just start right Come here. On. The Speaker McCarthy made repeatedly on Face the Nation yesterday was that he wants any additional funds for Ukraine tied to uh, congressional action on border security. Is that something that the White House would consider supporting for a vote on Ukraine funding? So, look, I think the American people are fed up. They're fed up of the political games, the political stunts that House Republicans are doing on our national security and also our government. We have a crisis at the border. It's an invasion. It's a political stunt wanting to get border security. You you know, I, I don't want to just come on and sound like this dire, oh, my goodness, it's end times, blah, blah, blah. Everything you look at, what's happening around us, the lies, the invasion, something's happening in the country. You get the feeling. There's no doubt about it. And I thought this was put really well last night. Tucker Carlson is interviewing Victor Davis Hanson, Hoover Institute. Yeah, really smart guy. We've had you know clips from him on several times. He is like the, we call him an uncle, a grandfather type, whatever, that's wise, that can see what's going on and put it out there clearly. And you know he said something that I'm like, yes, man, preach this. I think there's one last effort on the part of conservatives that are going to say, you know what, we're going to speak up as we've never spoken up before. We're, not, we're going to go after Target. We're going to go after Disney. We're going to say that we're going to go after the three gender movement and we're going to try to win this election. We're going to try to win the House. We're going to try to win the representative. We just have to unite behind. And we'll see if that works. I'm really afraid. Everybody says democracy is in danger, but I think if they feel that they have the majority of the people, and I think the majority of the people are uh, against this progressive uh, Jacobin agenda, and they still can't find power, then we're going to be in new territory. We're in new territory now. Yes, and there is a revolution happening right in front of all of us. Well, and you get the sense of it. There are, there are several people, and I've known them, who are like, well, I just can't do it anymore. I'm just turning it all off. I'm not going to listen anymore. I'm not going to watch anymore. I can't do it anymore. Um, I'm just going to live this life, and this is what I'm going to do. That don't have any idea what's going on, and you got to be engaged. I mean, I know it's difficult for some people to stay engaged, but you have to. Oh, he talked about that. Now's too. the time. Yes, he talked about that too, saying, "Yeah, a lot of people are just sort of tuning out, and you, can't you don't do realize exactly yeah. what's going on in the country." Because again, man, it's so many different things all within the last few yes. years. Sometimes again, months, it seems like. So, yeah, I think there's time to turn it around. But, boy, we're running out real quick. Doesn't it seem that I way? I mean, the longer that border is out of control, the harder it's going to be. And it's out of control, and no one wants to admit it in the White House who has any sort of power at all. They dance around it. They gaslight it. They tell us what we're seeing isn't true. Well, dude, 
Green, uh, here's another, crit, uh, another clip from Green Jean-Pierre talking about, I mean, the lies just every single day about how Biden's doing everything he can on the border. The president looks at what's happening at the border. He sees a border that is effectively closed. What I'm saying is that the president, without the help, without the help of Republicans, is doing everything that he can to deal with the border. That's what he's been able to do. Well, let's talk about what he is doing then. Give me the receipts. What do you mean by that? What do you mean he's doing everything he can do? What does that mean? Whenever she does go down the checklist of things that he is doing to get the border under control, it's all things that make it worse. It's all things that incentivize more migration, more people showing up at the southern border. Like, I don't know, being able to work for 18 months in the United States. Or, I don't know, hey, download this app and you're already in the system. You don't have to worry about checking in with anybody and you're free to come on in. It's Everything I is know. designed to make it easier for somebody to come in through the southern border. And then they get defensive like, well, what do you mean? We've been doing it. We need comprehensive, uh, comprehensive immigration reform. No, you don't. You need to close the damn border and you need to start a mass deportation campaign today. That's it. That's it. Something else that Victor Davis Hanson was talking about, it was kind of the end of what he was saying as far as the revolution part, because there is a fear, you know, for some people, you get through this next election, you see what's happening with Trump right now, especially with that scene yesterday in that courtroom. It's it's a clown car, man. Wow, man. It's obvious what's happening. Wow. And people are going to get frustrated enough. And then, as he said, we're going to be in a situation we've never been in as a country. So there are legitimate efforts to rectify and stop this madness. And let's see what happens in 2024. But I don't think it works anymore just to migrate to a red state or to drop out of the popular culture. You've got to get control of the political apparatus of the country through elections. And And your worry is legitimate. If you can't do it through fair elections, then what do you do? So I think this election, I know everybody says that, that each election is paramount, but this one is very important because we're in the middle of a revolution, and it's our only avenue to a counter-revolution to return to normality. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, yeah. Everybody is fired up today. Yeah. Because we're getting ready for the show. It's When I walked in the room, first thing Robin says to me, Biden, that mother, I'm like, whoa, what do you do now? Yeah. And what was it that he did? Oh, yeah, it was the lie again. Yeah, about Trump saying that uh, the losers that were the, the military men who gave their lives were losers. And, right. you know, and so Biden repeats it and yells it. <laughs> it always helps when he yells it. And the old man at the clouds thing. And by the way, that story's been debunked a billion times over. It never happened. No, it's it was like created out of hopes. thin air. Yeah, it's it's the but same. But he just thing. says it. Yes. Golly. By the way, he checked out again, too. I think you have the audio. Yeah, completely. Joe Biden did an event about Americans with disabilities. And he tried to list off all the disabilities he knew. Okay. Okay. For all the various disabilities is staggering. It's staggering. And, for example, whether it's ARPA, we're spending billions of dollars on research and development for health disparities. Everything from... Anyway, I won't. Dude. So, anyway? I mean, <laughs> anyway, that's one of his favorites. You know, he just checks out. Well, that, that's actually the name anyway. of the condition that he has. It's called I'm anyway. Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of frustration out there with people, just common sense people watching everything unfold right now. Um, I suppose the good news is the Democrats are in a lot of trouble in a number of different ways because you do have independents watching what's going on, saying we can't keep going like this. And you look at his approval numbers and everyone knows he's old and senile and out of gas and can't do this. And then what are they going to do? Oh, Gavin's getting hot in the bullpen. Boy, oh boy. And a lot of people do believe with Gavin Newsom, governor of California, appointing who he appointed to the Senate, who lives in Maryland for crying out loud. All right. But who cares? But she's big on abortion. She's an abortion activist, and she's black, and she's lesbian. So it's like the trifecta. Three boxes there. Now, as the white governor, as a male, does that give him a pass then to run for president? Well, he's definitely got himself fully in the good graces of Emily's List, that left-wing dark money group that she works for. So, Exactly. So, you know, we'll see. It's a whole lot going on. And let me understand this, David. Um, homeless people are suing over a campaign ban? I'm sorry, a camping ban. A camping ban? Yeah, the city of Portland is rolling out a ban on camping out on the sidewalk during the day. And apparently this is unloving and terrible. So a group is suing the city over it, claiming it violates what? the uh, state's constitution. KGW talked with a lady who works with the homeless, and she signed on to support the lawsuit, and this is unreal. Okay, roll it. The uh, ordinance is unreasonable. It's harmful. You know, you have people who are already feeling rejected and ostracized from community. They can't access resources. They don't know how. And then now you're telling them that they can't. They've torn a city apart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, that, that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, I know, I, well, I think her heart is in the right place because she works with homeless people all the time. But look, the rights of homeless people don't supersede the rights of parents taking their kids to a playground. Dude, there are so many of us who have had a heart for homeless people that give to various organizations that go about it the right way. But you can't allow people to keep living the way they're living as drug addicts, as criminals. You can't do it. You can't have a society that way. And then now you're telling them that they can't even sit down with their belongings on a park bench or um, a sidewalk. We're did, seeing a lot of reactionary thing. ordinances come into place. Um, and we want everyone to just stop and pause and take time to oh, figure out dear. what are the complexities and the nuances behind this ordinance and how does it affect people rather than we just don't want to see homelessness anymore. Let's make it go away. It's a public health threat. There are, societal, there are societal norms that still exist. I mean, you're still not allowed to poop in the street. <laughs> I mean, it, it's right. I mean, that's simplistic, but it's true. Well, the next we're going to hear someone yeah. like the person we just heard say it'd be cruel to not let them do that. It's insanity. It doesn't work. No. Good night, man. There is so much to get to today. You know, it's almost comical. And Peter Ducey, when he was asking Kareem Jean-Pierre a question yesterday, actually made the people around him laugh. And it has to do with someone pulling a fire alarm, of all things. Because that's popular these days. We're going to have some fun today, kids. Right back.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Jamal Bowman. <laughs> He's a Democrat. Uh, he pulled that fire alarm. You probably heard that story. Yeah. He doesn't understand. What's the big deal? Why is everybody making such a big deal about this? You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Are you afraid of any repercussions either from leadership or from legally from Capitol Police? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Okay. All he was right. just in a rush to vote, so you pull the fire alarm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess he says that he tried to go open the door, but they wouldn't open, and so then he turns around and pulls the fire alarm exit and didn't realize that that would set off the fire alarm, which I thought reading comprehension was kind of a basic thing yeah. when you're in Congress, but I uh, I was wrong about that. Yeah, what part of grade school did you learn that? <laughs> Well, it was reading equity. That's one of the things you know right. he's going to be working on because he couldn't read the fire alarm. Pull here. Keep his principal at his school, too. A lot of fire alarms in schools. Yes. Well, yeah. you have to go through the training. Yeah. Yeah. It's this one, though, it was a little odd. It was Certainly. a little different. The principal doesn't know that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And the other thing is what his office sent out to everybody, to other Democrats, here's how to handle this. Yeah. Go out and defend him. Okay, and the one I believe Congressman Bowman, when he says this was an accident, Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party. Yeah, Nazis. I like that one. And then he had to come out and apologize for saying Nazi. Well, you know, not exactly what he meant. Nazi. And that was like rogue staff. He didn't tell them to do that. They did that on their own. This guy. It's something. Jeez. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, dude, this is a guy who calls everybody he doesn't like a Nazi, okay, or a right. white supremacist or whatever. I mean, no, you know he had a hand in that. Dude, remember, before the midterms, he said if the Republicans win, black and brown people's lives will be in the balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. dude's hysterical. Maybe he did. Ah, it won't open. Fire alarm. Ah! Who knows? The guy's a nut. But th- it did... Lend to this moment, which I think a lot of people enjoyed. It was Peter Ducey asking a question of Karine Jean-Pierre. Would President Biden ever try to get out of a meeting by pulling a fire alarm? Are you talking about something specifically? A Democratic member of Congress pulled a fire alarm around a series of votes. No fire. Is that appropriate? What I can tell you is... uh, I have not talking to, spoken to the president about this, uh, and so just not going, just not going to comment. I will leave it up to. I know there's a house process moving forward right now. I'll leave it to the house. It even made her laugh, which is almost impossible. Very much so. So yeah, I thought that was actually kind of funny that the deuce came up with that question. Yeah. Would he actually do this? Just curious. I don't know. You tell me. Would he um, do? Well, I think he would. He would pull it. But yeah. it would be a total accident. He thought he was yes. shaking hands with a ghost. Right. Well, oh, yeah, he could get confused by it. That is probably true. Good to meet you, Congressman Alarm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Democrat from Connecticut. Something else uh, out there. I don't know if you happen to see this. This went viral late last week. It was the video of this student in Michigan. I think sophomore, 
throwing this chair into the back of the head of this female teacher? What? Did you anybody see the video? Yeah, I've seen huh? the video. I didn't. I didn't see it. Oh my gosh, man! It is brutal. Holy cow! Um, the update to that story is that teacher is going to be coming back to school. Golly! If she didn't, I wouldn't blame her. Well, no. I'll tell you that. I mean, and again, you could paint the picture. You saw the video, David. I mean, <laughs> people are like horrified. Yeah. It's two girls fighting, and the one is frustrated. Going back. And then she picks up the chair. Okay. So, uh,. Flint Community Schools have reacted to this, saying it occurred at the Southwestern Classical Academy concerning a physical altercation between two scholars. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way it reads. Okay. Uh, this unfortunate incident resulted in a staff member sustaining an injury. So, well, yeah, of course. Um, and there were students like watching this horrified. Um, then a district press release went on to say, Teacher was released from the hospital um, and is doing well. Furthermore, I am heartened to inform you that the teacher has chosen to return to work. All right. Where are the, where are the two scholars? What happened to them? Well, the precocious I, kids. <laughs> <laughs> they did say they consider the teacher a hero. Um, so, yes. And it also said that the student involved will be held accountable according to the law and in accordance with the Flint Community School Student Code of Conduct. Yeah, okay. okay, what does that mean, according to the law, held accountable? Because if that means anything like what we've seen over the last couple of years in the yeah. United States, held accountable, mm -hmm. means not a whole lot. A good talking yeah. to. That person should never be allowed back Ever. in that school again. No. That should be it. Ever. Just you're absolutely done. Um, okay, other stuff to get to. Oh, guess who else wants to close the southern border now? There's another governor saying, hey, yeah. we got to have something done there. Yeah. We will get to that. And what's your story? Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so... Illinois Governor J.B. Prisker says, hey, this border thing, huh? Biden, a little help here, huh? I have no tolerance for that whatsoever. What do you mean? Jackass. He was the one, Illinois is a welcoming state. That means that we accept that people have, you know, migrating to this country to escape the awful conditions they live in. This guy made that proclamation more than once. And again, this is happening to him. And now the toad is in front of the microphone. Go, we can't handle anymore. I don't know what this guy. <laughs> He's got a lot in common with the others. Very I welcoming. Wait a second. Yeah, until you, it's your problem. And you got the mayor of Chicago banging on, his, on the podium, yelling at you. You know, we can't handle any more. This is going to cost us billions of dollars. And Should have thought of that. So, yeah, Governor Jackwagon, who was out there telling us all to just embrace it. Shut up. Yeah. Stop whining. So what is the story with him, David, as far as Pritzker saying what? how many people in Illinois? And is it, well, for a while, all blame was on the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. It is right. fault. 
Well, yeah. So uh, the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, said that the federal government's lack of intervention and coordination over migrants at the border has created an untenable situation for the state. Wow. Uh, Pritzker wrote in a letter to Joe Biden that governors and mayors from border states had in the past 13 months transported 15,000 people to Illinois like cargo in a dehumanizing attempt to score political oh, points. See? Oh, please. <laughs> up yours, dude. Stop. Yeah, I know, exactly. The thing is, okay, one, a charter bus is not, you know, it, it is not the back of a freaking semi, okay? It's, it's air-conditioned, dude. Yeah, there's bathrooms on board. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not dehumanizing, especially if they say, yeah, sure, I'll go. Um, the other thing is, what Texas has sent to whether Chicago, D.C., or New York is a drop in the bucket compared to what Joe Biden himself has sent. I can't get over the whole, like, cargo talking right. about these buses because the vision I have in my head is the 80s and the Markley family vacation was me and my brother in the back of a pickup with a topper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And we thought it was awesome. Yeah. A bus with air conditioning and reclining seats. You know what it reminds me of? A place to take a whiz? That would have been awesome. You didn't have to go in a peanut jar. Right. No. On the interstate with the cattle cars, you know, Mm -hmm. the big semis with the cattle in them, and you got the holes in the side so the air can get in. Yeah. That's what I think of when I hear him talk about the inhumane conditions and blah, blah, blah. This jackass. Well, the way that guy's lived his entire life as a billionaire, I'm sure riding on a bus would be slumming it. I mean, if you had said during your campaign for re-election, if you had stood up and said, hey, you know what? we got a problem at the border. We need to solve that problem. And I'm going to help the president do that, or I'm going to, I'm going to right. do whatever I can. No, he didn't say that. There was no problem in his world until now. God, these guys. I know. It's very frustrating. Jeez. In fairness, I mean, J.B. Pritzker has never ridden on a Greyhound bus before, mainly because he can't fit in one. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we did talk about that story yesterday of that person that's wanting some equity for bigger people right. when it comes to public transportation. Maybe he could spearhead that thing with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jeez, wow. Imagine sweat rolling off that guy on a Greyhound. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, as far as Trump goes, switching gears to Trump and the courtroom yesterday with this whole case, did you see any clips of this? Yeah. With the judge smirking? Yeah. Unbelievable. What was that about? Well, he's he's mugging for the camera. I mean, that's really what it was. He noticed the camera was looking at him, and he takes off his glasses and gives a little smile and a wink because everybody, again, we know what this is against Donald Trump. It's not about justice. It's not about repaying whatever taxes he may owe or whatever. It's about, well, an attorney general who's a far-left lunatic Democrat who won and, and promised to get revenge on Donald Trump. Dude, when she was running in 2018, she talked about it. And this bullcrap yesterday, see if you've ever heard this one before. You ready? Okay, I bet you could say it along with her. Donald Trump and the other defendants have committed persistent and repeated fraud. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have. What's coming? Guess it. No one is above the law. There we go. Oh, of course. Of course not. And I mean, to simplify it, so she's trying to say, hey, he always said he was wealthier than he really was, and he used it to his advantage, getting these loans and everything else. Well, the loans are paid off. 
No one's complaining. No. No, but she you know, promised when she was running that she was going to go after him. That was what 2018. Yeah. What is above the law? That tells you everything you need well, to know. That's, she was, that's the only time she was ever honest. Yeah, I mean, that's weaponization of law enforcement. 101 yes. right there. Not only that, but I want you to know right now, I'm literally shaking. Oh, I think I did know I why. Hear an, yeah. Did I hear an election denier there? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, illegitimate president, sure. Election denier. <laughs> Threat to democracy. Don't we hear that from these people all the time? Every day. Beyond the pale? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what did the Trumpster have to say about it yesterday? What you would imagine? Disgraceful trial put forward by an attorney general who's corrupt. We have murders going all over the city, all over the state at a record level. It's an epidemic, and they waste their time with this. Yeah. It really is unbelievable. And that's just one of many that he'll be going through. But this man saying, yeah, the kids can't run it. He can't run it. I mean, they're destroying the business. Yeah, they want to ultimately make it impossible for him to do business in the state of New York. This is this is them unpersoning a former president of the United States. And for what? Because he's a threat to them. Yeah. I mean, dude. Things are happening, it seems like, every day that you never thought you would see. And I don't ever want to get used to it. In some ways, you can't help it. But, I mean, this is absolute freak madness. All right, I know we got to switch gears at that time of the show. This may not be the biggest story you saw out there today, but it certainly caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Wild situation in Kingsland, Texas, where a family was terrorized by a pig gone wild. Now, we're not talking about an actual, like, feral hog or anything like that. It's a pig uh, that was somebody's farm animal. Um, And, well, Fox 7 in Austin talked with the victim of this 300-pound pig that was apparently going after uh, uh, the family relentlessly on multiple occasions. Okay. I'm standing inside my parents' house with a hammer and a knife trying to defend myself and defend my family at any cost. I shouldn't have to live like this. My daughter got hurt out here. And then he barreled through. My mom wrestled with him at the doorway to try to prevent him from coming in. He barreled on through, got a hold of my dad. My mom tried to lay on top of him to crunch him down so the cops got here mm. to get him. And he overpowered her and got on top of her. And he had hers flattened like an accordion. Dang. So it sounds like a dicey situation. No charges are being filed, though. The pig's owner apparently has now really secured where the pig lives and the county sheriff put out a statement that is jaw-dropping and awesome what the county sheriff said it is believed that the owner has secured the pig's enclosure there are not going to be any charges filed uh the pig was not trying to attack anyone it knocked down a person and began acting well like a dog will sometimes do on a person's leg (laughs) It wasn't being aggressive in a way that is that was trying to hurt anyone. 
Apparently that pig has a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in it. That was my addition. To the the audio of the pig is interesting though, because all you hear is la 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 la. Oh dang! I think oh, it's boy. also important to point out that not all pigs act this way. This one had become radicalized. Right, that's true. Okay, so yeah. I don't want that. To reflect on all pigs. Well, it, it 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 has been a longtime reader of Jeffrey Tubin. So oh boy, yeah. <laughs> and mom trying to fight that thing off with a hammer. Yeah, golly, and see everything. Then from my brain goes back to Trump. He went after his mother <laughs> with a hammer. He wanted to hit her on the head, and I said, "Wow, that's tough." Okay, quiz. Man. Who was Trump talking about in that clip? Ben Carson. Correct. I forgot about that. It was in Ben Carson's book, right? Yeah, and then he starts going, and then Trump had this long monologue about um, how Ben Carson talked about uh, hitting someone with a padlock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, and he tried to stab a guy one yeah. time, something like that. I tried to stab a friend of mine <laughs> whose name was Bob, but now it's changed. <laughs> yes, that was the whole bit. Sorry for the detour there. Scott, what's your story? Um, you know, we talk about drug shortages all the time. There is also shortages now across the country for laxatives. Yep. Dr. Christian Meyer, physician and value-based care consultant, says uh, more specifically Miralax and Dulcilax are getting harder and harder to find in the pharmacies. Now, the problem is an aging population, he says. Sometimes it's harder. And the other one is younger people grabbing the laxatives off the shelves and using it as a weight loss drug. So there have been shortages now. So if you're having an issue with things that you need that sort of thing for, you yeah. may find it very hard to get. Mm -hmm. I mean, I is that why one. you've had a case of the grumpies lately? Well, a doctor prescribed uh, me a laxative one time. And instead of cough syrup, because I was having a cough, and three days later I went back in, he said, how's the cough? I said, I don't know, I'm afraid to cough. <laughs> See, you got David on that one? Hey, that is, that's a pretty good one. I would guffaw a little bit more, but I got a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> that's all right. Um, for my story, it's something that uh, gets complained about a lot, and that's people going through a drive through and it's one of those things that comes out every year, the annual report called the drive-through study. Who's got the fastest drive-through? Oh, Anybody? Um, well, I know who doesn't, but um, I'll say Chick-fil-A. No. Really? No. No, I'm, they, going, I'm going the bell hole. They basically and just, correct. They basically just start throwing burritos at you the moment wow. you, you show yeah. up at the window. I mean. Yes. Yep. Uh, actually, Chick-fil-A was the slowest. No, it wasn't. Really? Yes. Man, I've never had any problem there. Okay. Um, I thought McDonald's would be the slowest. How about the most accurate? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. Who's the most accurate? Chick-fil-A. Correct. Yeah. Yes. They get it right the first time, baby. Yes. I would. I don't mind a little bit of weight as long as it's accurate. No. I don't You either. hate the weight. Well, I don't like the weight when you do special orders. <laughs> That's what makes me crazy. You go to a fast food joint and you want a cheeseburger with no cheese. <laughs> That's not true. I want a cheeseburger without pickles and all the and ketchup BS and mustard and cashew. I just want dang it. cheese on it. I and know. then you complain. Well, because you get the can you pull up thing going on. How for long are we going to sit years? there while we're pulling up, waiting for you and your <laughs> stupid plain cheeseburgers? 
a lot of places you got to pull up anyway. I'd rather have it fresh. Gosh dang. All right. And to my liking, I want it my way, Scott. I want that stale one now. <laughs> okay. Much more to get to. Uh, a police officer found a bomb and shot at it? Really? That much more coming up right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's the story, David, with the police officer that found a bomb? Oh, Camden, Tennessee. Fishermen who were uh, fishing in a pond near Camden made an alarming discovery. They hooked a homemade bomb. Holy According smokes. to the Benton County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded because there was a suspicious item. Uh, when they got there, the 911 caller said he hooked what appeared to be a homemade bomb. And, yeah, the deputy confirmed it was a bomb made of tannerite. Jeez. Tannerite, a a, a powerful explosive, a lot of times commonly used in long-range shooting so that Mm -hmm. you can, you know, shoot a target a long way away and have a puff of smoke come up. No, you hit it. Um, But there was a fuse attached to it that seemingly didn't go off. A deputy, get this, tried to shoot it three times to detonate it. <laughs> I don't know why you try to shoot it, but all right. Okay, Barney. <laughs> Gosh, dang. But, but it was uh, Dean. No, he t- was trying to do it. He just didn't like go off on yeah. his side. That would be a Barney. Who makes that decision? You know well, what we should do. I, I think what it is is, man, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You don't want to transport this thing back. It may be a few hours before anybody qualified to handle an explosive comes around, and you want to blow some crap yeah. up. Yeah. I Not get a it. Rabid wolf. It's a freaking bomb. <laughs> God, what do you think is going to happen here? I'm assuming it didn't go off. No, it didn't. They said it was too waterlogged. I think that's a nice way of saying that oh. deputy shot at it three times and missed all three times. Gosh, damn. either that or I I looked up the tannerite, uh, uh, looked up the product, and it, one thing I did not realize is that uh, you have to have a high uh, higher velocity. Uh, piece of ammunition, a bullet hitting it in order for it to ignite at like, they said it, it requires 2000 feet per second. And if he's shooting from a pistol that that's, it's not fast enough. So maybe, maybe they transported like a live bomb thinking that it was waterlogged and dead. I don't know. That, well, that could be too. Yeah. I just told you guys something off air. I went to go find it. Uh, there's some different pieces being written right now saying, why do right-wingers have such a problem with Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift? What? Nobody has a problem with that. It's being inundated with Taylor Swift all the time, looking at her reaction all the time when you're trying to watch a football game. That's it. Yes, it's one of those things that just makes you roll your eyes. It's a little nauseating. She's great for the ratings. See the ratings to that game? Nobody should have been watching that game, but boom, big. Jess and Chiefs. They're the Super Bowl champs in New yeah, York. Yeah, I know, but they were Aaron Rodgers, less Jets. I don't know, but it was it was it was a record. Record. It was the second most watched this season. Well, that's pretty good. That's not a record for record Thursday for what? night football, I guess, or Monday night football, as it were. Oh, I don't was, know if it was a record or not, but it was close. It was it in the top. It was Sunday night or Sunday? Are you night a Swifty? What? No. I got all confused. Apologizing. Yeah. All no. discombobulated there. They're 12 to 18 I'll year old females was up 100%. The Cowboys 49ers this Sunday will blow it away. Rated twice. You want to bet? Is Taylor Swift going to be there? No. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I want to make sure that I understand this correctly. Okay, we have this crisis at the border. We avoided the government shutdown. We're trying to work through how we're going to get some border security, and that's tied into the funding of the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And Biden is saying, yet we got a deal done there yet. Or we do have a deal, but there's really no deal yet. Right. He said that they worked out a deal on Ukraine funding, uh, but they did not actually get that. In fact, that was a major sticking point. Uh, and then Karine Jean-Pierre wouldn't really answer the question on that one way or another, it seems. No. Why would the president say that he made a deal if he didn't? I'm just saying that what we're seeing currently uh, from Congress is that... Uh, is that there has been, right? There has been overwhelming support. That is what the president said. A majority of Congress showing overwhelming support uh, to have to, to continue that support for Ukraine. And that's what we're going to continue to, that's what we're going to continue to see. Okay. Um, but is there a deal done or not? Yeah, he hasn't said. made a deal that you don't I'm know just, that? I'm just saying that I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. Just not going to go beyond. Said true. I'm not going to go beyond what the president. So you won't said. say that it, what he said was true. I'm not going to go beyond what the president. You're said. declining to say that what he said was true. I just answered. Go ahead. God, what a cluster! What an absolute cluster! In the end, well, <laughs> if you're to predict the future, look at history. They'll fund it. One way or another, it's going to get funded. You can bet on that. doesn't matter that we're $33 trillion in debt and we don't have border security. Yeah. That's probably going to get done. Well, Wouldn't you figure? Yeah, and then you've got another report from the Pentagon saying, hey, we're not able to create weapons fast enough to restock our own stockpile of weaponry, yada, yada, yada. To me, I never know what to make of that part because I, I don't have trouble believing that it's true, but also that does come across as, I don't know, some defense contractors getting ready to make a lot more money off this whole thing oh yeah you know i think the troubling thing too is like with all this stuff we get ourselves into there's there's absolutely no end in sight i mean there's there's no end game it's like we can get out when this happens there isn't one it's just endless it's the same thing that took place in the middle east and vietnam and it's like we've learned nothing no there's there's no plan on how this ends. No. It's just indefinite. Correct. Yes. I mean, that's the frustrating part for me. I think you could. it would be an easier sell if you could say, here's our objective. Once we achieve this objective, we're done. But our media has done nothing but convince most Americans this is a war we have to be in. It's like we get to get in it's wars. It's not like here's the two sides. Yeah. Here's the upside and downside. No, no, no. It's only upside. We have to do this. And it's almost like, as far as our media is concerned, Zelensky is like junior president. <laughs> right. Kind of. Yeah. It's like he's our little buddy president. We love him. We're You know, and I'll look woke enough if I put the flag on my social media because I'm a big supporter. But it's just... You want to send your kid there to go fight? I don't get it. I mean, there's just no objective, no end. I mean, here's what happens. Here's how we wind this thing down. 
we can't do this indefinitely. No, and I know. We just did this. For 20 years, we did this. I know no one wants to talk about the $33 trillion debt. But when you hear intelligent people talk about that and what can happen, it's frightening. Well, well yeah. At some point, that comes due. And when you look at the U.S. dollar just shrinking, 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 I mean, we're all in a lot of trouble when it gets to that. But I know nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, and I I mean, the the terrifying thing is the so-called nuclear option, not dealing with nuclear weapons, but nuclear option that China can exercise, which is to essentially dump all all the debt that they own Mm -hmm. from the United States all at once. And in the event of an armed conflict, they would absolutely do that because it would crush us economically. It's a huge national security issue. Yep. Okay. Happy day, though, outside of that. It's all good. We're getting our handle finally on law and order in this country. What? Wait. What? Texas Democrat carjacked in D.C.? You don't say. Yeah. Henry Cuellar, Texas Democrat, uh, moderate Democrat, they like to say. Uh, mm-hmm. was rolling up, uh, I guess, outside of where he stays when he's in D.C. It's about a mile away from the Capitol, and uh, got robbed at gunpoint. Man, oh, man. Saw that story this morning. And the thing is, you're not even surprised. Because you see this stuff happen all the time. I mean, just by percentages. In a lot of these cities, sooner or later, when you have that many Congress people in that city, it's going to yeah. happen to one of them. Well, I was and, talking and, about this with our friend at KLIF this morning, and the impact of something like this happening to someone is life changing. You're never the same. Oh yeah. Once you're you get a gun in your, your face back. and oh, you're yeah. in your car, yeah, you're never the same. It alters your entire life. Dang. Yeah. So and no idea yet. No. Haven't found anybody. Uh, no, not that I've seen. No. And cameras everywhere. Yeah. Nothing. No. Not yet. Goodness gracious, man. I mean, I don't know what else you say about that. Is that the time where Democrats kind of rally around and say, we've got to do something about the crime in this city and put people in jail? They've had baby steps so far. Remember the big dust up because the uh, D.C. City Council passed a law that was pro-criminal. Objectively speaking, it was lowering penalties for things like carjacking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., vetoed it, and then they came back and overrode the veto. Well, because of the unique situation of the District of Columbia, Congress does have oversight over local ordinances, and Congress overrode the city council. All these people who like to wax poetic about how D.C. should be its own state said, right. but not yet. We don't want, we like the idea of self-governance if there's something in it for us. But right now, this is the second member of Congress who's been the victim of a violent crime in the in the, in the past year. Right. Apparently the hijacker, or carjacker in this case, was a middle-aged Caucasian guy with a Jimmy Buffett t-shirt and sandals on. Yeah, well, one of those radicalized parrot heads, yeah. yeah right. Gotta look out for those. Yeah. And he was screaming car equity. Something right, exactly. Like that. Yes. Of course he was. Yes. Um, okay, so it seems like when it comes to COVID, there'll be a whole lot of stories, and then it kind of goes away, and people forget about it. And then there was the poll. I think you talked about it yesterday, Scott. Most people not interested in getting any other vaccine, no booster. No, else. no. The majority of the people in this country are done. Anybody see what Dr. Joseph Ladapo 
Florida Surgeon General said about this yeah. latest vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, said uh, it's a major safety concern. This whole push yeah. doesn't understand it. Said it's just a terrible idea, and it's remarkable and really spellbinding that the CDC would make the kind of recommendation they did in the absence of evidence. And he's referring to clinical trials, which were not conducted for the new vaccine. Have you ever heard of anything like that before? Because maybe it's possible and I've never heard of it. But no trial? It's like, it's it's call it good is basically what they're doing with this. Even all the problems they ran into with the last one. Holy smokes. So the FDA and CDC could have compelled Pfizer or Moderna to conduct clinical trials. That's something that's totally doable, and they didn't do it. And he went on to say the risks are very real, which adds to the madness of the way that the CDC and FDA are making decisions right now. And again, at least to me, Dr. Ladapo, for everything that he said about COVID and the vaccines, if you just look at the track record, in my opinion, he's trustable. He's been right most of the time, if not all the time. Can't trust the CDC. Ron DeSantis needs to tell people, if elected, he'll be my Surgeon General. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's probably that'd a given. be a little feather in the cap, wouldn't it? I mean, moving forward. Do you think that would really make it? I don't know. No, it's not a terrible idea. Well, let him run the CDC. So this guy's going to run the CDC. Oh, yeah. I think at least that I mean, would either get or. some people. Just, most people don't pay attention at all. So then do they even know who this guy is? They're going to throw that shot out there then. And we'll see how business reacts now do you expect it sometime in the next year for lockdowns to come back or the attempt of it um, i know a lot of people are predicting uh, it i just no, man i don't i don't, can be I don't again. see it i think you know I, I know there's been you know some sort of talk about it i you want to start an all-out revolt yes. that that's one good way of doing it there's a lot of people in this country left right and center who are going to say no we're not doing this again yeah, I think you're right about that. On a lighter note, and I don't mean to bring you down, David, being a millennial and all, but I've seen a couple of pieces in the last week talking about how millennials are just out of style now. Mm. They've lost their sense of style. I was never in style, so winning. Well, and then I, I see this reminders that you're getting old, and it said when the trendy clothes from your teen years come back in style. Yeah. I think you're seeing that now, correct? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, teenagers walking around in the mall with mom jeans on and whatnot. <laughs> yes. Fanny packs are making an inexplicable comeback. And so did Crocs. It is inexplicable. Yeah. Um, there was other things that people were mentioning online about reminders you're getting old. And for you, Scott, you're way past most of this. So am I. Well, I've seen bell bottoms start to make a bit of a comeback. Yeah, this is like the third time, though. Yeah. Yeah. Bell sleeve shirts. The music you used to party to plays in an elevator. Oh, well, that's that happened a long time ago. I don't know about elevator, but I get it at grocery stores all the time. Well, I mean, you're one of the rare guys that used to party to air supply, too. I never so- partied to air supply. I'm my, you played it on the radio and I you went did. to the concerts. My bad. I went to one concert. You introed the band, correct? Yes. Doesn't want a proud moment for you. Saw, saw some stuff I'm not supposed to see. <laughs> <laughs> News update straight ahead.
David Bain Cam, Scott Robbins. Hey, remember the whole movement, Believe All Women? Oh, yeah. yes. This yeah. might be the nail in that coffin. Uh, it should be. Trevor Bauer, a, uh, I guess, former uh, baseball player. Yeah, he got kicked out. I yeah. mean, he's... He was pitching in Japan. Blacklisted. He's still playing. Yeah. Yeah, but not in America. Not in no. Major League Baseball. No. No. He, he found himself in some controversy because a woman came forward and claimed that he had uh, brutally assaulted her, sexually assaulted her, and he has been defending himself over the years, you know, with, you know, text messages from her saying, well, yeah, I mean, we did things rough behind closed doors. Uh, yeah. But it was consensual. And anyway, that it was all made up. And now, after a lawsuit he filed against the accuser, he's able to talk about it. Um, and part of it, by the way, part of it's crazy. Uh, the Athletic, that so-called news organization, yeah, that published uh, the story, the initial graphic story, claimed that the woman suffered a head fracture. They yes. had access to her medical records. That showed she never had a skull fracture. And they just lied? They lied. Whoa. Okay, so the whole thing, and I remember having the conversation at the time. She wanted it rough and to be hit, and I think all of our reactions were like, I don't understand it. I don't know why he would do it. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. That's beyond. However, as she claimed she was the victim... As it comes out now, because he put out a YouTube video yesterday saying, now I can read these texts because this was held back from my legal team, but now we have them and I can talk about them. How she, before she ever met him, had targeted him to go after money. And so he just starts reading texts from her to her friends. And it starts like this. Without my knowledge or consent. Stop, stop, stop. From the very, very beginning. And it starts like this. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer? Take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how is she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million. Read another text. Whoa! Holy smoke. Wow. That's why he sued her. Because he knew she didn't have any money. But he wanted discovery. That's what he said. And it makes sense. Because all this came out through discovery. And it's pretty damning toward her. Then, after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you gotta get this bag. I'll give you 50000 Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. Uh, in August of 2021, Lindsay Hill's claims were heard in court. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Oh, boy. Mm. So you wonder, where is that going to go? Mm. And then just a little bit more. Uh, information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. 
Uh, and now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, it was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021. Now, of course, you're listening to this right now. You can't see it. The video is her in bed with Trevor Bauer, and he's got, like, a sleep mask on mm -hmm. over his eyes, and she grins into the camera as if to say, I got him. And there were no bruises on her face or anything yeah. else. It's crazy. Oh, wow, my gosh, that's sickening. Um, I'm guessing he can sue Major League Baseball. Uh, I, I hope he does, and I hope he wins because, I mean, for them to punish him, the, the Dodgers to unperson him and all of that based off of unfounded accusations is inexcusable. This crap needs to stop. Well, and from that first text to a friend where it says next victim, who have been the other victims? Right. And I know there are a lot of pro athletes that are taught by people around them. Yes. Stay away. Don't do it. Because there are women out there that are going to look to get you to pay them off. And they can use all sorts of tactics to do that. I Golly. Know. That's wild, man. Yeah, you wonder where this is going to go. You know, sometimes I'm thankful for being just a middle-aged white guy <laughs> that doesn't have, doesn't have a lot of money. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. And, of course, Major League Baseball hates you. David wanted you to know. Well, yeah, you know. Major League uh, What's Baseball the biggest story of the day, David? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's right. Um, I'm, well, one, I'm really glad that Scott Robbins is basking in mediocrity at this moment. I mean, Thank it's you. good. Yeah. It's good being. We're showing your guy. white privilege too. Yeah, you, just, I liked you don't. You don't have to worry about you know, floozies throwing themselves at you for money and all that stuff. Well, has it been said? Taylor Swift is not going to get with a bartender. <laughs> what do you mean? See, the least successful you are, and the least amount of money you have. Well, hell, it's good. Well, we need to tell some stories from your top forty days. Is what we need to do on this show. <laughs> That'd be a whole lot of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, we'll see if we get to that. Don't always certainly have to have money, right? Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Roberts Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, it is pretty crazy. Uh, uh, coming up, I guess, any moment now, we're going to start uh, having the debate on Capitol Hill as to whether or not they are going to vote to send Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy packing. <laughs> or at least not as not let him be Speaker of the House anymore. And I think it's really funny watching the media talk about this. And John Dickerson from CBS News, very high and mighty always. Mm -hmm. What was his sin that he worked with Democrats? And I said, well, yeah, let, let this be a lesson to you because Democrats have just pretty much all fallen in line and said, yeah, we're going to help, you know, make sure that he vacates the chair. <laughs> They're going to vote against him. <laughs> Okay, wasn't the thinking that he was going to count on the Democrats not to do that yeah. after he worked with them? Right. And they're rolling on him. And let that be a message to every single Republican who ever finds himself in that situation again. Democrats will play for keeps. Now, I mean, to me, my personal opinion of all of this, regarding, if you've listened long enough, you know there's no love lost with me and Kevin McCarthy. Um but I, I think at this moment in time, this is a really dumb thing to be arguing about when you have a lot of things going in your favor as Republicans. But 
or as much as you could expect right now. Um, I, I just think it's kind of a pointless fight. But at the same time, this is going to be a very instructive day if Democrats decide to roll on Kevin McCarthy. There is no reason to ever work across the aisle again. There's none. Well, so the frustration, and I love the way the media portrays them, hardline Republican, extreme Republicans. One of the big things for them was securing the border. We have, well, it's beyond a crisis. It's an invasion. Nothing gets done, and it's day after day. And you have the president, his whole administration, continually lying about it. Mayorkas, the border is secure. Corrine Jean-Pierre, yes, Biden's doing everything he can. No, it's pretty simple. You could do it in a day if you really wanted to do it. They don't want to do it. It's all by design. And so you get to the point where you have some sort of leverage with the government spending to say we're not going to do this unless you secure the border. And then it all caves like it always does. So you have a group of people that are very frustrated by it. And for them, it's like, well, what, what else do we have to lose? And I think sometimes, and listen, man, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I just try to look at anything as like common sense. But the people that would argue with those Republicans that are frustrated to say, but yes, politically, we're going to lose in the long run because of this. At some point, you're like, it's you got to stand up for just what's right at some moment in time and not work toward the politics of the future, because it seems like Republicans have been doing that forever and yeah. continually lose. Yeah, I, I just think what's next, you know, if they join if Democrats join in on this stuff, then they have a then they have a seat at the table as to who is the next speaker of the House. And with all of this, I get the frustrations with Kevin McCarthy. I just don't know what the benefit will be in the end. Maybe there will be. I, it just doesn't seem like there's a really coherent plan here moving forward. I was going to say the same thing because I don't know who the heir apparent is. I mean, if they oust McCarthy, and it's a possible possibility they could. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I mean, you know, pretty strong possibility they could. So what's next? It's a good question. I mean... What's next? Is anybody going to be satisfied? I mean, it was a slim, slim majority that got him there anyway of Republicans. Took it's, forever. Took 25 times or whatever the hell it was, you know? It's going to be a wild 15 months. Yeah. <laughs> From now until the beginning of 2025. And it's also out there, this is completely switching gears, but as far as politically... Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to announce he's independent. And I've heard different back and forth of who does that benefit more. Yeah, does right. it benefit Trump more or Biden? Hard to say. Well, what's your gut tell you? Uh, my gut told me it probably, see, I don't know. I, the, my, I guess my gut tells me it would probably benefit Biden. Is that what you think, David? Well, yeah, the the media machine has been going both barrels against him and i know he's been polling somewhere around 14 and at one point as high as 20 percent with democrats mm -hmm. maybe but man once this thing starts to churn the only people who are going to kind of gravitate towards him are people who would have voted for trump to begin with because of the it, the whole thing comes down to the covid vaccine for a lot of people who would be voting yeah. for him right now yeah i think there's a growing number of people 
at least it, you can see this in some of the polling with independents. Okay. They may not like Trump, but they favor Trump over Biden. You see that more and more as the polling goes on. It's because of how insane the far left is, and they've taken over the entire party. And people see what's going on throughout the country, whether it's the illegal immigration or the crime, the fentanyl, and the three gender crap, all of it. And they're like, enough. Some form of normalcy. And if that means Trump, never thought I'd say the normalcy would be Trump, but we'll take that over what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. We were making a deal with Grandpa that was going to try to unite everybody. That hasn't happened. It's absolute insanity going on. One more point on that before we move on to other things. I mentioned Tucker Carlson had a conversation with Victor Davis Hanson, Hoover Institute, who I always want to hear what he has to say because I think he's incredibly wise. When he was talking about so many people not seeing, this is like a revolution that's happening right now. We don't realize that we're in the middle of a revolution. We think that we're still playing within the same sidelines or parameters, and it's not. Everything's under negotiation, whether it's the Senate filibuster, the Electoral College, new states coming in, the size of the Supreme Court, voting IDs, uh, the genders, the foundational data of the United States, pronoun usage from the trivial to the existential. We're in the middle of a cultural, economic, political revolution. You think that's true? Yes, I do too. Well, they, yeah, they're, a lot of the people who are the foot soldiers for this movement will tell you that it's, it's a revolution. Yes. Decades in the making. Yeah. Taking the institutions. And the far left has certainly done that. Okay. What is evaded racism? David, oh, well, you have this story. Right what? on cue. You talked about the far left taking over uh, uh, institutions. Yeah. Uh, we have some fresh terminology from white liberals saying that black kids can't succeed because of racism, but not just any old racism. No, 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 no. That's passe. It's okay. called evaded racism, where if someone says something about personal responsibility, it's racism. If you say, well, I'm not racist, well, that means you're racist. And here is an instructor who provides guidance to K-12 through uh, education systems explaining evaded racism and what that means for black students who apparently are helpless, according to this non-racist person. Okay, go ahead. With evaded racism, the blame is um, usually placed on students of color and families for academic struggles because of their cultural um, practices or lifestyle or economic, socioeconomic status. Instead of looking at shifts um, in the oppressive or racist policies or structures, they address these um, challenges. Hold on. The policies were set by the left. It's fatherless homes. Uh, Yeah. I don't know any whitey saying, please don't get married, black couple. Who's saying that? Nobody. This person didn't get stuffed in a locker enough. Um, Encouraging students to change their behavior or families to do more um, things that more like white families do, like reading to their children or adopting like a growth mindset and kind of like um, just. How racist is it to say only white families read to their kids? Well, it's like it's a negative thing. It could be in so white. Stop what? it. Stop, Stop up reading to for your work kids. work on time. What? Stop working hard. Turn on the record player. Yes. Words. Just, yeah, changing their own mindset to fit the school's, the school culture mindset. I don't, God, I don't even understand. So what? what this, is your answer? 
their brainiac of how to teach kids to read better. What are you supposed to do? Is there an answer? Well, there's a government no. program, I'm sure, that no. needs to be started tomorrow. Well, I guess what she's kind of getting at is uh, just accept, in her in her mindset, I don't believe this at all, but what, what she believes is that there's no helping black kids, uh, and especially you can't try to help black kids by suggesting that somebody read to them. That's racist. Of course it's racist. Terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. Yes. And, and it's all this language that, yes. that they use. And, and so many people are captivated by it. Yeah, they hear that BS and they just fall for it. Just nod your head. Okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what you just said, but okay. I mean, dude, and some of these policies, and this has been brought up by more than anybody that I hear, black conservatives. When they're talking about cities, whether it's Chicago, Baltimore, wherever, You've had black leaders in charge. Not the city, the schools, police, all of it. What have you done to help these kids? It's getting worse. What metric is it better? Well, it, the, it, the onus always falls on government to do more. The they government, already have The government it. wants your kids. They're already doing it. You know, and... Uh, what else is there? They, they, they need you to rely on them for everything, and... You know... It never really makes sense to me how you can say we need more government programs and then also believe that all government is inherently racist. I, that never makes any more well, sense. Yeah, never made I any know. sense to me. None of this makes any sense. No. I, none of it does. Man, there was not the gobbledygook, the oh, it's, dude. nonsense that she's spewing out without any receipts at all to back up No, anything. it's going to take more people to stand up in the middle of that and say, you're full of crap. Just knock it off. Yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, see this headline yesterday. A warning about global, a global satanic pedophile cult. Holy smokes. Yes. I'm like, okay. Do you know who's warning about that? No. I think you're going to be surprised. What if I told you it was the FBI? <laughs> oh, boy. Would you believe it? <laughs> well. Because it's true. Wow. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I see this headline yesterday. Uh, we were off the air. Yeah, we we were done with the show, and I'm like, holy mackerel. FBI warns about global satanic pedophile cult. What? Wow. Did you hear that before? No, I don't know that one. And it says, seeking to destroy Judeo-Christian Western society. Jeez. The FBI warned about it? Yeah. This was from the Christian Post. Mm -hmm. Did you see this in other places, David? Uh, the Guardian had a story about this. Uh, the headline just a few days ago was, A 23-year-old was arrested for gun possession. It led the FBI to a global satanic cult. Yeah. So as I mentioned that this was out there, and I know a couple of you were like, Uh-oh, Markley's going Alex Jones on this. I'm just telling you, this is what I read, okay? They hate you. They hate God. They hate children. So I read this, and I'm like, okay, where's Q? Is it real? What? Ha! Huh? The FBI has issued a public warning about violent online groups that target minors on messaging platforms and encourages them to live stream acts of self-harm and produce child sexual abuse material. 
This is after the discovery of a satanic cult. Wow. Jeez. Again, man, from the FBI. Mm -hmm. The advisory was issued last month. And when you have an advisory like that, are you somewhat surprised that no one's heard about it till now? Right. Uh, well, that and then also uh, how it's not a bigger story. I've seen a few uh, pieces run on it. Um, and, I mean, what they do is is despicable, obviously. I mean, they, they get kids to record videos, and then they use it to extort them to make more videos. And yes. it's evil. It really is. And how is that not a 60 Minutes fodder uh, type of story? Dang. Well, it's almost like the media doesn't want it to get out. They hate you. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them now. That's you right. Can, you can't tell me that people wouldn't be interested to know this. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, I, I think there are enough people who are um, uh, sort of in a defensive crouch because, at least in my generation, you know, it was sort of uh, fun to mock, like, 1990s Christian grandma or whatever. Yeah, that was like worried about Marilyn Manson turning kids into Satanists and all this. And then it's like, well, a few years later, you you flash forward now to 2020, and the and dude's like a, a, a sexual abuser. I mean, he's a monster. That's true. And, yeah, because in the 80s, it was just burning Aussie records. Right, right. And me getting kicked out of English class for wearing an Aussie T-shirt. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I mean, this is actually well beyond that because it is actually something that is targeting kids. To get them to hurt themselves or exploit themselves. Well, sometimes worse, commit suicide on camera. And then it's shared around. It's truly evil. The group targets minors between the ages of 8 and 17, particularly those with mental health issues. That's according to the FBI. Adding they use threats, blackmail, and manipulation to get their victims, again, to record uh, or live stream self-harm, sexually explicit acts, or even suicide. And then it's circulated. And they communicate mainly on Telegram, but also use platforms like Discord, Twitch, SoundCloud. They gain notoriety and rise in status within their groups by sharing the violent videos and images. God. The Order of Nine Angels, that is the group, recognized by American authorities as having a terrorist ideology. So there you go. Uh, it's... Again, crazy to me. But let's make sure media. we arrest people who object in school board meetings. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, that one person that yeah. was at the school board meeting, yeah. and they were asked to stop talking, your yeah, time's up, right. and then she kept going? Yeah. Yeah, the FBI's got to follow her That's around. That's right. Yeah, you know why? They hate you. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not complicated. They're evil, and they want to diddle your kids. I mean, <laughs> You've said it before, obviously. man. Oh, my goodness, dude. It's, it's crazy times. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Boy, there's much more to get to as well. This story and other stuff that's going on out there. Okay. You know what? I'm yeah, I, yeah, I think we're in the jungle, baby. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Anthony Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, what's the latest with Kevin McCarthy? What's the situation? Well, we're, we're waiting to hear what the final votes will be. Uh, they're voting on some other things, as I understand it right now. Um, but uh, Matt Gates uh, is uh, going to be pushing for a motion to vacate, meaning he would no longer be the Speaker of the House. Democrats have said, all right, yeah, we'll join in on that. And that means they're going to be instrumental in helping to remove Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. Which Because I mean, some of the Republicans are very unhappy with him because he was working with Democrats to yeah. avoid the government shutdown and caved on a lot of the things that the Republicans wanted, like yeah. securing the border. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is... Uh, it's it's a fascinating development. I think a lesson to every Republican on Capitol Hill, never work with the Democrats again. Bipartisan should be a four-letter word for you people now. Because, you know, Kevin McCarthy actually did work with Democrats on Capitol Hill. And yes. they have repaid that by saying, yeah, we're going to join in on this and help remove you as Speaker of the House. That's what it's setting up to be this afternoon. Um, are they doing it simply for the chaos involved, right? Yeah, well, also because through the procedural uh, uh, muck and mire that happens here, they would get a pretty decent say as to who becomes the next Speaker of the House. So in essence, uh, you're actually setting up a situation where somebody even more friendly to Democrats is going to take that position, potentially. Which, again, and is somewhere in my mind... the for a lot of these Republicans, they may as well be Democrats because they're bought and paid for by the same people that have the Democrats paid for. Yeah. If that makes sense, it's at some point you understand the risk involved. Do you at least want someone to stand up and say, we can't do anything until we secure the border? Yeah. It's an invasion. I mean... You have the governor of Illinois out there today saying we got to do something about the illegal immigration. We can't right. take any more here in Illinois. Yeah. Well, let alone Texas. Well, hey, Arizona, Jack Wagon, you were the one that was so out there on the uh, sanct uh, sanctuary state and welcome all visitors, and we want to bring in immigrants and make them feel at home here in our state. It came to you, and now you don't want anything to do with it. You hypocrite, jackass. Oh yeah. Well, this is the same with. Yeah. Basically all of them. Well, yeah. But I think to your point, even going back to last week, David, did the Republicans get the message out? All bets are off until we can secure the border and they, just stay on that point. They didn't. They no. And that, that's one of the reasons why I look at it and it's like, again, I, I don't really care about Kevin McCarthy. I, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of funny that people who consider themselves, you know, quote unquote, MAGA Republicans are bending over backwards to hand Democrats a victory by claiming the scalp of somebody who was handpicked by Donald Trump. But, you know, them's the breaks. Washington's a weird place. Um, I, I guess, you know, to me, it's like, well, well hold on a second. It wasn't part of the deal, though, when they said, OK, we'll make you speaker. But he had to make a lot of concessions. Yeah. And according to some of these Republicans, he was just not holding up his end of the deal. Right. That, yeah, and that's what they say, and you can have those grievances. Again, I, I just don't know what step two is in all of this. Not about defending Kevin McCarthy. It's just more saying, okay, what? where's the win in all of this? What is going to be the win? And I don't see where a win happens. That's a good question. At the same time? 
<laughs> I want to see someone stand up and say, we're not doing anything until you secure the border. Not a thing. Government shut down. Let them go. You got to have borders. You don't have a country. There are yeah. enough people that are just totally frustrated. And Republican voters, I mean, there are so many that are done with the party. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't count on you guys for anything. You say you're going to go in and we're going to stand up for the people and stand up for everything that's important to you. And then they don't. It's to their donors. Mm -hmm. People are frustrated. There's a lot of frustration out there. Um, one, as far as illegal immigration, you mentioned Illinois. What is the story? You had a story out of Detroit. Well, it's a, yeah, actually Oakland County, Michigan. Uh, the sheriff said that, oh, by the way, crime syndicates from south of the border have been targeting high-end homes now. Oh, we got to go where the money is if you're a criminal. There's no need to go to the trailer. Oh, yeah. Right. Stealing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of belonging, uh, according to uh, uh, CBS Detroit. Wow, just ransacking the yeah. homes. Oh, well, yeah, just breaking in and taking whatever you want and then leaving. And it's all organized. I mean, what once was organized retail theft, you know, is now, I guess, just organized home theft. And um, uh, did I mention that all of the people coming across the border are just, they're just looking for an opportunity and they, they're just asylum seekers, mostly men, uh, women and children? You'd have to pay attention yeah, no. to nothing but liberal media to believe that well again like go to the video i mean <laughs> look at who's coming i mean this isn't hard oh it's dudes oh yes of Tall course dudes. it is the majority are single guys yes we wow. can, but again i mean nbc news last night here's the story if you shut down the government these people won't be able to afford to eat Come on. No, dude, they're doing, this is what they do. Every I time know. this government shutdown stuff starts, right? That's where they go, right to that. We will be getting checks because, well, we won't be able to feed our children and we'll lose our house. And, we'll, you know, this is what we, this is what they do. Yes. They don't talk about people coming across the border illegally. They don't want to talk, no. Well, you know what, man? Um, and I saw this at Hot Air. It was David Strom. But he was mentioning a failing New York Times piece that's basically trashing Far-left ideology, talking about, well, Portland, Chicago, uh, New York, Baltimore, all these different places, talking about how it's gotten out of hand. And, you know, they wanted to defund the police, so then it's hard to find police that want to work, and then you got people hiring private security guards, and they're running into mess after mess after mess, mm -hmm. and you got the homeless issues on top of that. Which, I think we're okay to bring this up now. Um, it's been an edgy day in a lot of different yeah. ways, especially for you, David, because well, it, of the way the day started. It was a it was a wild day uh, where I work, where my studios are, in, in, a, in a slightly uh, crustier part of town. I would say, you know, a little uh, slightly downtrodden, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. and occasionally, you know, you'll have homeless people, you know, trying to like get cigarette butts out of the ashtrays or whatever, you know, and no big deal. Um, but, uh, today I got into work, I got into the parking lot and I see one of our, uh, colleagues, uh, who had just left running mm -hmm. back into the building and saying, David, David, you know, it's time to go. And I'm like, what's happening? And running around the corner, 
is this uh, tall, lanky dude with a wild beard and wild hair. Kind of looks a little like Charles Manson running around with a length of pipe, swinging it around. And no shirt, right? No shirt on um, and starts running right at me. Uh, And so I'm going to the back door. I can't get there in time, so I pull my piece. And luckily, you know, I was able to get through the back door. He slowed down a little bit. Go and I talk with uh, uh, some of the coworkers. They're calling nine one one, et cetera. And then uh, I don't think what he did, would. By the way, what did you say when you pulled the piece? Did you say you better get back? No, I I, I said stop, drop it. <laughs> and did he drop it? No, he did not. He did stop. He just ran. He stopped. Okay. But he he. But anyway, I well, go out hard. a different door with our, our colleague. I don't think he'd mind me saying this, especially because I'm about to effusively praise him. Uh, Trey Ware, he does the uh, morning show on KTSA, um, and uh, we go out there, and he's armed as well. And at that point, everything's still in a holster. You just got your hand on it, ready to go. And this dude's got like deep, you know, pipes. I mean, like a loud voice, and he can be an intimidating dude as well. Yeah, I mean, Trey. Yeah, he's over six feet tall, very, very large guy. Um, and can be very intimidating. And I will tell you, after standing shoulder to shoulder with him this morning, I would not want to be on the wrong side of his mood. Okay, Mm-mm, I didn't. No. He's he's a very nice guy, but oh yeah, yeah, goes and yells at the guy because he's at the door I had just run through, and he's like swinging this metal pipe, the crazy homeless Charles Manson looking guy, and he goes, "You right now, drop the pipe, come right here and sit down on the sidewalk." Does it? Sure enough. So, you know, we and uh, so Trey and I are, are are there standing on the sidewalk and, uh, you know, making sure that we, you know, make he doesn't get up and do something crazy. And so we're standing there waiting for the cops to show up. Uh, it takes the cops about 20 minutes to get there, um, unfortunately. But I think it was because they had gotten another call because the dude had been at a church down the street causing trouble. So they were there, like clearing the building or 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 looking for him over there, and then they get the call and they they came over and, and helped us out. The officers very professional, very good, uh, and and got the situation under control. But yeah, I mean it was it was a bit of an adrenaline dump this morning, dude. Gosh dang! Oh yeah, holy smokes, man! Charles Manson looking dude, shirtless, coming at you with a pipe. Yeah, that'll get your attention. Yeah, that, that, good that's something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know what else to say. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, San Antonio, not, yeah. as, not as far gone as Austin or Portland or Seattle, but there are enough progressives running this city that it just, uh, it's a shame. Yes. Wow. Wow. I, you, uh, well, you need to start banning pipes. Well, obviously, yeah. Common sense <laughs> yeah. pipe control. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, news update and much more straight ahead. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Now, this is one of those stories. It's not like it's a big surprise, but still, when you see it in print, you're like, wow, we really are there. Saw it at hot air. David Strom's writing the piece. And it's from a real clear politics poll. And so if you've had the feeling, you know, people on the left, they like some censorship. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's of course. true. Yeah. But the people on the left don't see it that way. No, it's hate speech to them. 
Well, might be hate speech, or it might just be the war on misinformation or well, disinformation. See, there's another good word, misinformation. That, you know, I don't recall the word misinformation ever being used until within the last two years. A lot with COVID, for sure. Yeah, everything was was misinformation. Well, as he writes, it's true. I mean, it's embracing actual Marxism through yeah. critical theory. Well, whatever so that's you, what it is. Whatever you disagree with, that's the label you attach to it. Yes. Well, and those under 30 are most open to censorship by the government. Of course. Well, yeah, because they've been hammered with that message over and over again that uh, some speech is bad and harmful. Right. Yes. That words hurt. I mean, good example of this. Did you see the CNN story today that it said the headline was parents shouting at children can be as harmful as sexual or physical abuse? That's yeah. nonsense. And yeah. the study actually did not find that. The study that they're citing for that uh, says that, you know, verbal abuse should be considered a real form of abuse. Um, it does not say that yelling at a child is as damaging as sexually assaulting them. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was just talking with my buddies about this. Let's go to the little part where it talks about yelling at children. Yeah. It's different depending on who you talk to. And this is the example. Mm -hmm. If you're having a conversation and it starts to get spirited, and let's say I'm just making up anything. Listen, you need to be on time. To me, that's just being firm. To some people, that's yelling. Yeah. You think that's yelling? Yeah. Well, there's been misappropriation everywhere. There was not an insurrection. Did not take place. Hate speech. You need to be on time! Right, exactly. Right. That's yelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even that sometimes is productive. Well, and, sure. and, and yelling isn't the same as verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is when you're telling somebody that they're worthless, when you're telling a yes. kid that they're stupid and that this is why, you know, this is why your mother doesn't love you and that kind of stuff. That's verbal abuse. That's not the same as raising your voice at a kid. And it's definitely not the same as sexual abuse or physical abuse. No, absolute nonsense. Wow. The way that came right off the top of your head, that seems like something you've heard before. Tell me it's not, because that made me sad. Boy, can't imagine why Dad left, David. Oh, no. You never heard that, did you? Did you? Hmm. Oh, golly. We all have Are you our crying, wounds. Scott? <laughs> no, I just remember you're not exactly the smartest guy in the room, so uh, oh, man. sweat equity has to make it up. Right. Idiot. I just take the good old, are you stupid? <laughs> that was pale. That's nothing. Anyway, it goes on in this piece to talk about uh, that it's more important to them that the government protect national security than guard the right to free expression. And isn't that going back to a whole generation or two that haven't been taught what America was built on? or American pride, or what people fought and died for. Wow, man. You know, they say, you know, it's always a couple of generations away from really destroying oh, a yeah. civilization. 
Oh, you can see it. That's where everything is supposedly "quote unquote" privilege and all of this stuff in the, in this oh. country. That's how people view it. And you know, you really have to take a step back because what that mindset actually believes is that the U.S. has a high standard of living, high quality mm-hmm. of life, has been influential around the world for yes. decades because privilege like it totally takes the <laughs> entire really blood sweat tears I know. bodies death i mean sacrifice out of the equation because well there is a certain mindset that teaches that those things earning something is a sign of white supremacy or something just nonsense and by the way another story that it's a head scratcher, at least to me. The Marine Corps is relaxing its uniform standards. Did you hear that? No. Because of an ongoing camouflage shortage. <laughs> camouflage shortage? How does that happen? Is that part of supply chain problems? <laughs> I don't... This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I'd ask the biggest story of the day, David, but I, to answer your question, Scott, I don't know. Well, I, I, don't you just make it? Maybe, maybe they made I would the... think. Maybe they made the camouflage too good, and and they just can't find it now. <laughs> Where's the clothes? I don't know. Where'd they go? Hmm. Uh, I, biggest story today, if there's one. I, I guess uh, in the political world, it's the uh, upcoming vote or the motion to vacate uh, the chair of the Speaker of the House uh, targeting Kevin McCarthy. Uh, it looks like Democrats are poised to help uh Matt Gates on this quest, and we'll have to see. It'll all come down to basically whether or not like 10 people show up in the end. Yeah, and where does it go from there? Yeah. We'll get to that and the Scott Robbins drive effect straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, it's really funny. Uh, so Hunter Biden is due in court uh, today uh, on the uh, federal, or was in court, I guess, already uh, for the federal gun charges that he faces. He's pleaded not guilty. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about it and says that, well, we're not going to comment on it, but the president loves uh, his son. I, I really think that the better question oh to ask of them is just hammer home the point. You guys are talking about massively overhauling gun control in this country when the president's own son was initially going to get a pass for violating existing federal gun laws. Think about this. I'm going to switch gears on you. Okay. Because 60 Minutes had the interview with Merrick Garland. Uh Uh-huh. I happened to hear Megyn Kelly, you know, former lawyer, those interview people go nuts on that interview saying all these things that you could have asked about hunter biden scott pelly you didn't do anything it was an embarrassment and that's just another one with hunter biden yeah because you know what was the question that was asked it was pelly saying are you uh protecting hunter biden all these questions and it was just funny to me because Megyn Kelly's mocking him, going, "You're this is embarrassing." 
all these different questions, and this was your chance, 60 Minutes, after the Leslie Stahl debacle yeah. in 2020 with Trump. It can't be verified. The laptop can't be verified to say, hey, you know what? It could have been, and we actually did a year later. We just didn't tell anybody. But we owe it to you to say we booted on that one, but we're going to hold these people accountable, and we're going to get answers to these questions. But that's not a real news organization. No, Those days not. are gone. 60 Minutes is a joke. I mean, you could wax poetic, Scott, about what 60 Minutes meant to people in the 70s, Well, 80s. it did. I mean, it, it did. It's th- I mean, guys like Mike Wallace. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean he would... I mean, he took the uh, self-important and self-righteous and the powerful and drug them through the mud. I mean, that was part of the fun when the guy would show up in the lobby of a business that was, you know, yeah, ripping like, oh. people off and they'd freak out. That was part of the fun. Holding people accountable. It's, for, gone. I, they, it's gone. It's been gone for a long time. Yes. I don't watch it anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm seriously. I very rarely, I see clips like you sometimes will not watch something and just look at the clips. That's what That's I do now. basically what I do. I can't because I can't watch that whole thing anymore. Yeah. I didn't even know Merrick Garland was on until David had the clips. I didn't either. I might have watched it. I would known Merrick Garland. Was well, I'm glad it, it would have ruined my time. Yeah. It been, I, you just get angry. I had a perfectly good Sunday going into 60 minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just wrecked everything. Well, before your trifecta. Yeah. This was funny to me that... You still have people out trying to say the economy's great. People just don't understand it. They go on with this over and over and over. Paul Krugman telling CNN anchor Christian Omenpour that there's this peculiar disconnect between how the economy is doing and how the public's feeling about it. Oh my it's God. a sunny economy. And I, people just don't know how good they have it. He, these shameless cretins that go out there and spread this nonsense, trying to tell people, the little people, well, you know, CPI is down, actually, and getting closer and closer to historical norms, right? And CPI excludes things like, I don't know, a lot of times what number you're looking at it, uh, doesn't have uh, groceries, gas, et cetera, on it. You know, those little things that people need to survive. Gas prices rise. Everything else rises. Groceries, my goodness. Well, I mean, inflation's come down a little bit. Dude, people are wanting a lot of things to get back to, quote, normal. You're going backwards. The American family has lost, what is it, eight grand per year? Yeah, it's pretty significant, yeah. People aren't dumb. They recognize that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how many times you say whether it's Hakeem Jeffries or whoever else, you know, with the American people trust us uh, that we've made progress as it relates to the economy and kitchen table pocketbook issues. It's always the kitchen table, so too, isn't it? That crap. <laughs> kitchen table. Nobody. T- <laughs> because you can never talk about, you know, the budget in the living room. No, you can't do it. It's no. got to be kitchen table always. Yes. Oh, that Chris Murphy. Well, listen, the economy is booming right now. I mean, <laughs> These people live in some alternative weirdo universe, don't they? Yes. They... I mean, there's no way you can say that with a straight face. Our economy remains resilient, yeah, okay. bolstered by President Biden's economic plan. A young whippersnapper. <laughs> she doesn't remember when it was good. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I didn't understand supply chain issues, and we understand it now. You're in charge. Oh, the, these are also the same people that said it was no problem that Dianne Feinstein was still a senator. This is true. Boy, isn't that the truth? All right, Robbins, are you ready for your big three? Hey, yeah. Okay. Casey, ready? I don't okay, know. here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Sure. Okay. Okay. By its hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I ordered pizza last night. Monday night football's on. Open invitation. Good. No Casey. Never. Never called. Never texted. Never showed up. Yeah. I'm ready. Damn. Ready for the three. Three. I'm starting to think he doesn't like me. No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Number three, ESPN is celebrating something weird. This is so bizarre. It's so ESPN, though. Uh, there's a kicker. At Jackson State University, a historic uh, black uni- college university school, we know that, okay. at a league game, and uh, their, uh, their, their number one kicker was out, so the number two kicker came in, and it should be celebrated because this kicker is a woman. She's a woman on the team. Her mm-hmm. name is uh, Lalania Armena, and ESPN celebrated that, and uh, as Cabot Phillips of the Daily Wire wrote, no matter how bad you expected this kick to be, I promise you it was even worse. Never forget that women have ruined the sport. Stop the nonsense, said a radio host. We protect women's sports because it's a difference between men and women. Every player on a football team is a proper potential target for a leveling blocker tackle, even kickers if there's a long return. No man can regard a woman in this way. Enough of this already. Hold on, how, did you see the kick? It was terrible. It was like 10 yards on a kickoff. Oh. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> it was brutal. And, of course, ESPN was falling all over themselves. History was made. and the, the, the University and the kickoff, and it's just the same nonsense. Would it have been historic if it had been a white dude? I'm just At asking a black, the Historically black university? Yeah. That would have been interesting. Just ask. I don't think it would have gotten near the coverage I, that uh, that a no. that a very small in stature woman goes out and kicks at twenty yards tops yeah. on a roll. Probably um, would have been outrage. Yeah, yeah not, not not right now. Good. Oh, not you're very good, David. Yeah, I've got it pulled up. All right, here we go. Okay. Jackson yep. State, right? Yeah, Jackson State. We're going back to David Van Camp's play by play days. Yep. Ball set on it the thirty five. It goes and it dribbles to the <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, to the opposing forty. All right. To the opposing 40. So go. it was about, what, 10 yards? Yeah. Wow. On, on a dribble. And I, I'm supposed to celebrate That's this. 25 yards, okay. I mean, Okay, thank you, David, fair. for the correction on that. Um, rolling, yes, okay. Okay, all right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yep. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, the pride takeover of the calendar continues. Yeah, I didn't know this, but October is 2S. LGBTQIA plus month. I told you that. What does the acronym stand for? Do you know? No. Two spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual. The plus sign is believed to represent the countless other ways people self identify. Got hmm. it? I don't get the asexual one, though. That's the one that really boggles my mind. 
mean, if you're not sexual in any fashion, you shouldn't be partaking in anything, right? Yeah. All I know is I tried to give you a heads up on this earlier this year. I tried to get them all in there, and I did mention that one, and you, I think you just forgot about it. Maybe I did. Uh, National Coming Out Day is next week. Pronouns Day is October 16th. Okay. Oh, that was a long time ago when you did that. I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Awareness Day is October 19th. Spirit mm. Day is October 20th. Is that two-spirit or just spirit? Just spirit day. That's single. We it's have spirit. spirit. Yes, we do. How, how about you? But it was one spirit, not as good as two spirit, right? I don't know. Okay. It is, uh, it's spirit inclusive. So however many spirits you have, spirit day is for you. Okay, got it. Asexual Awareness Week is October 23rd through the yeah. 29th is what I have. I'm not making it up. I no, just... I know. That's a baffling one, though. Yeah. That rounds out October. Do you want me to tell you what's coming up in November now or wait till November? Because Remembrance Day is the 20th. And then there's pansexual panromantic day is that people that like to have sex in a pan <laughs> i'm not quite sure okay. actually no i think that's just, not, i don't know that's just people who are open for business is that I, what it is I, pretty much those maple people like to dress like peter pan and jump in a pile oh boy oh boy say it again <laughs> maybe <laughs> What happens if you get the like asexual crowd in there with the with the pansexual right. what, crowd? What do they do? I is that I like get, unstoppable force meeting immovable object? Like what happens there? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. People that don't want to do it, and people that I don't know. I'm confused. I'm just. There's so many things attached to this. You're trying to do your best. I, I mean, you know, yeah. And I'm awful surprised that the president did not include this in any of his proclamations Yet. this month. Yes, because this will be a good one when well, he gets it, to it. It is actually still Hispanic Heritage Month. That's right. Until so, the 15th. Yeah. It, what? It goes October 1st to the 15th? No, no, no. September 15th to October 15th? Yeah, correct. Well, that's odd, isn't it? Who are you to judge? You get a month, but it's split up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Because of different things that have happened in the history. That's the way I understood it. I looked it up. Okay. Because I noticed that Hispanic Month does not get near the attention of some other months. I don't know why. Well, you can make your own conclusion to that. And are you asexual by choice, or is that asexual that was forced We're getting closer and closer <laughs> to number one. I, I don't know about that one. And in case he was waiting for that to wrap yeah, up, okay. and finally right. just like, Sorry, we got to move. Yeah, it's the top three from Scott Robbins. One. Uh, number one, a man wants to be the first woman to be a man who is a woman who has an abortion. Well, this start is a, is a uh, tweet that was sent out by Christopher Rufo. Okay. Dr. Curtis Crane describes installing an artificial vagina, vagina rather, on a man while retaining his penis, creating a bizarre multiple generational genital hybrid. What? This may seem to be a strange I request. Know. <laughs> she always wanted a vagina, but got sexual gratification from the phallus. So we did the surgery, and she healed great. She's got both. I've seen Van Camp look confused before, but yes. never quite like this. You got all that? No, it's you hard. Get, it's you, hard. So you just have like a wound underneath the wedding tackle here? <laughs> I, I, hmm. uh, well, it's called a vagina. No, but it's not one. It, well, it, that's, maybe you should change the, the vaginas. Uh, you know, so you have a vagina and a phallus, so you never leave the house. 
A pagina? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. I don't know. Lives a TikTok, by the way. Yeah. Uh, found another trans woman who wanted to be the first to have an abortion. Oh, boy. I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Let the celebration hmm. continue and for the entire month, right? There you go. Okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. Thank you, Scott. I thank you. Yeah. I have not both. Yeah, wow. Thank you. <laughs> they, they actually call that the tubing. I don't know if you need <laughs> Okay, we need some real change in this country. I mean some real change back. <laughs> news update. Nimrods of the news straight ahead right here. Goodbye. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, there's still some wrangling going on right now, but in the House of Representatives, the uh, there is an effort to oust Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House, um, yeah, being led initially by like, Matt Gates, a Republican who wanted a Republican Speaker of the House to be removed. Uh, Democrats have decided to join in that effort, which... And, means because of the narrow majority the Republicans have in the House of Representatives, McCarthy appears to be toast. So the first vote was what they're calling a motion to vacate, or I'm sorry, a motion to table, which would mean, you know, hey, if, if enough people vote yes on this, they would table that they, so it wouldn't go forward today. Well, they, they it's full steam ahead. They're going to have an hour of debate now and then... Uh, a vote roughly in an hour, as I understand it, uh, the real one, to see if they're going to oust Kevin McCarthy. Wow. So he's toast. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Democrats may be playing this game right now to try to get more leverage now on Kevin McCarthy and then turn around and vote present, in, in which case then Kevin McCarthy is safe. So I, I don't know uh, what they'll wind up doing. Uh, this does seem like it's yet another victory for the Democrats in the end. Does um, Gates want this gig? I don't. I don't really. The, here's the thing. Oh, sorry. We gotta go. I, I don't know what Gates really wants in the end. I, it's hard to say, and it's hard to trust any of these people. Yeah. All right, we gotta get to Nimrod. Roll. When the going gets tough. Damn it! This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Florida we go. Nimrod's in the news. Forty-eight-year-old Keisha Henderson. She's got a long uh, rap sheet. Thirty-nine felonies. Five stints in jail. She and another woman, 33-year-old Kiara Tolliver, robbed this little old lady at Walmart, 45 miles north of Tampa. They distracted her, stole her wallet, ran up her credit cards. They go back to the Walmart the very next day where the cops are. And there was a fight. There was pepper spray. She pepper sprayed a cop. They finally got her subdued. They're in a lot of trouble. And that's Nimrod's in the news.